He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you. And, uh, man, we've got a packed show. In fact, you should uh, just say a, um, a, a moment of thanks that Matt Long has a fully scheduled show. Because um, if we didn't already have guests lined up, woo, I would have had fun. Um, we are, oh, look at that. We got to keep turning these buttons off. So, um, yeah, it would have been, there we go. Sorry about that. Yeah. If we didn't have, uh, everything's, uh, every, if I didn't have guests all lined up today for a full show, um, man, oh man, we found out this morning what the uh, plus in LGBTQ, um, LMNOPWTF stands for. You ready? The plus it stands for Republicans in the House. So now we know uh, what the plus fi- uh, is about. Um, I went to a meeting last night <laughs> of the Shack meeting in Fredericksburg, and y'all should be grateful that I don't have an hour to talk about that. Um, so we're going to start this fully packed program with my good friend on the line, Jody Gould with Tejas Smoke Depot. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. So, man, I'm telling you, I, uh, man, I'm so glad spring is here. Spring means, uh, or it's on its way. Um, it means new life, new beginnings. Man, that's what we that's what we need. I wish more things had died this winter, um, but they didn't. A lot of uh, ugly things have continued to rear their head through this winter, um, and we're going to be dealing with them in the spring. But spring has sprung, the grass is green, and I wonder where the birdies is, something like that. What's going on at the Tejas Smoke Depot? Well, other than we need rain, spring is definitely on its way. We're gearing up for spring break, which starts next week. Um, so we're kind of getting ready for the new season. Um, we're planning on doing some sales uh, for spring break next week. Don't have anything really particular that we're going to put on sale, but we always run specials through spring break. So we're encouraging everybody to come check us out. Um, we've got some new product in. And of What's course, your, we still what, carry all the old products. Tell us, um, um, what are your old products, and tell us uh, what your new product is. Well, we have, uh, of course, we have fine, a uh, 150-square-foot walk-in humidor with fine cigars in it. Mm-hmm. We have fine pipe tobaccos. We're having a little trouble getting some of our pipe tobaccos, so we're trying out some new blends mm-hmm. for all those people out there that are still in smoking um, fine pipe tobaccos. Come on, check us out. We're going to be blending some new mixtures because the old ones we just can't get our hands on for whatever reason. There's a, a supply and demand issue. Yeah. But uh, we also have, you know, fine uh, tobacco cigarettes, um, high-end cigarettes, low-end cigarettes for the people that are still continuing to smoke that um, can't afford the new prices that are out there. We carry in a full line of uh, lower end, uh, lower price cigarettes, and then we carry all the accessories that go along with roll your own tobaccos and pipe smoking, and we carry a full line of CBD products and um, 
all the accessories that go along with that. What am I missing? I'm, surely I'm missing something. No, that sounds uh, great. You, you have like s- I said, we have new products coming in every day, and there's things in there that I don't even know <laughs> what they do with these days because it's a whole new smoking world out there. Okay. But, um, there's all kinds of new things coming in. We just got a new shipment, and we're getting new shipments in weekly. So all right. you just have to come in and check it out. And like I said, we're going to be running some specials through spring break and spring begins in another week. So we're looking forward to springtime. <laughs> All right. So we're talking to Jody Gould, uh, the owner, operator, proprietor of the Tejas Smoke Depot, which is on the west end of Fredericksburg. If you're on Main Street, head west. And uh, when you get to the Y at the end of the town, go to the left and down a wee bit on the left is going to be the Tejas Smoke Depot. Remember, you cannot bring your children in there. If you have your kids in the truck, just drive on around a counterclockwise circle around the building, and that will pull you right up to the window where one of their awesome employees will stick their head out the window and ask they ask you what they can get for you. Um, and uh, every week we have a phrase that pays. And if you go in and when you're checking out, if you tell them, I heard Jody on the radio and here's the phrase that pays, you'll get a discount and your name will get put in the hat for a monthly drawing. What is the phrase that pays this week, Jody? Well, this week's phrase is a kind word is like a spring day. Oh, a kind word is like a spring day. Is that like is is that one of those spring days where you've got that storm moving in from the west and the the sky is turning green and uh, the winds are uh, <laughs> that's what most it, it depends on what you're saying. <laughs> okay. A kind word is like a spring day. We'll keep it down to one of those pretty spring days. Jody, um it's always uh, good to have you on here. You've been a sponsor since the almost the beginning of this uh, program and I'm very happy and proud to have you on. And I want folks to go by and visit your business. So, Jody, thank you again for being there and supporting all the the Patriot activities in the Hill Country. Well, we thank you, Matt, and you're very welcome. Um, We hope to be here for a lot longer. That's good. 26 years and counting, and we look for a lot more years with the Tejas Smoke Depot. Y'all go check them out on the west end of Fredericksburg. All right, Jody, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll talk to you again. And all right, and uh, so f- we're going to short, folks. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we got uh, hopefully get Teresa Beckmeyer is going to be calling in. She's the speaker at the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting tonight, and uh, so we're really looking forward to that. And we're going to be talking about all of that in just a few short moments. So sit tight, hang on, wake the neighbors, call the kids, and uh, we'll be right back. The Hill Country Patriot. We are back. Thank you so much for sticking around. You've got lots of places you could have gone during the break, but you didn't. You stuck right here with us, and I have on the line with me a very special guest who is actually going to be our speaker tonight at the regular monthly meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Folks, if you don't know this, we're in our 14th year. 
as an organization, 14 years as an organization here in the Hill Country. And uh, we've, listen, we've waxed and waned over the years, but man, I'm telling you, we're waxing right now. We are growing, and uh, it's just really exciting to get Teresa Beckmeyer uh, into Fredericksburg tonight to talk to us about some pretty scary stuff about things that, honestly, I would like to really not pay attention to. Um, Teresa, good morning. Welcome to the Matt Long Show. Good morning, Matt. It has good to been, talk to you. Yeah, it has been. You know, and Teresa is uh, one of the people that when I got engaged, um, goodness, it's been 10 or 11 years now, there was a small circle of people then that uh, I sort of weaseled my way into. I don't know if they knew if they could trust me or not, but I weaseled my way in. And Teresa was part of this group, and uh, so I have seen her on the front lines for as long as I have been out here, and I'm proud to be a friend of hers. Uh, she is going to be speaking tonight about the World Economic Forum and all kinds of things. So give us just start with a general overview of uh, the World Economic Forum and why in the world should we here in Texas even worry about these guys? I don't even know who they are. Who is the World Economic Forum? Well, the World Economic Forum is a group of uh, leader, world globalist global leaders and uh, big multi-international uh, corporations they they have they come together in Davos once a year, and they talk about things that they would like to see happen around the world for the betterment of the world. And I'm putting the word betterment in quotes here. Right, right. Um, it's a lot of intellectuals, a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, actors, artists, uh, all the CEOs of the major corporations like Coca-Cola, BlackRock. Uh, Vanguard, uh, just all of those kind of people that get together. It's a huge think tank, basically, mm -hmm. is what it is. I guess to put it in a term, you would, you know, just yeah. to get a picture of what they do. So if, if just going with that description, Teresa, that they're just a big old think tank, um, and uh, I, I, why should I be concerned about a think tank in a foreign country? I do know our governor has, in, uh, Governor Abbott, in the past has attended this. Where, where, how does this think tank affect us? What, what are they going to do to the United States and particularly to Texas? Okay. Well, I've, I've sort of known about the World Economic Forum for a while and have sort of been watching it, and it. Always before 2020, which everybody knows what happened in 2020, COVID. Mm -hmm. So it shut all public meetings and everything down. Before 2020, the meetings they would have at Davos, you could not, they were not recorded. Nobody knew what was going on there. Nobody knew what they were talking about. All we could see is what would come out after the meeting on their website. There would be, uh, you know, what papers put up about different issues and things. Well, when 2020, when COVID happened, they actually had to go, uh, they did Zoom meetings for Davos. Uh -huh. And for some reason, they decided that they were going to put these out in the open for all the public to see. Okay. And so I didn't have anything better to do when Davos was going on in 2020, I guess. So I decided to go start watching these videos. Mm -hmm. And I could not believe the things that I was hearing in these meetings. Um, in 2020, so the person that opened up the uh, World Economic Forum, the main keynote guy, was the Chinese leader, hmm. Xi. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the, the guy that opened up the meeting. And then it went into some meetings, and they were talking about cooperation around the world in these meetings. And the main speakers on these meetings were the CEO of BlackRock, the CEO of Bank America, um, Salesforce CEO. These are all U.S. companies, very mm-hmm. big U.S. companies. And there were some other world uh, leaders on there, which I don't remember who they were because I didn't know them. But as I'm listening to our CEOs, I noticed how they're talking about our country, and they were talking about our country in the past tense. Huh. And I was like, well, this is really strange. Why are they doing this? And then I noticed through those videos, they started talking a lot about how great socialism was. Mm and how we needed to move towards that. They were talking about capitalism in a completely different way than what we think about it, have always thought about it. When you have capitalism in a country, it, it should be for your shareholders of the company. They, they invest in a company, and they're expecting a return out of that, mm-hmm. and they, hopefully in the black. They don't want to go in the red. They had flipped this whole concept up, upside down, and now it's called their big term for this is stakeholder capitalism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Corporations are only for the betterment of the people that are the uh, the people buying stuff from the corporation or right. engaging with the corporation, not the sh- not the shareholders. So it, I just was like, wow. Yeah, it, it it it's one of those. It's like t- they turned the world upside down all of a sudden. What do you think? Um, Let's just uh, let's just start with BlackRock. I've been hearing quite a bit about BlackRock over the couple of years. Um, they are they've been buying apparently have been buying loads and loads and loads of property. And uh, from what I understand, BlackRock's goal is to own as much housing as they can. Is that uh, is that your understanding of BlackRock, or am I, or is this not your area of uh, knowledge? Well, I have heard that about BlackRock, but let me tell you how I came to know about BlackRock. It was the same thing, 2020, and it was right before COVID hit. So I work for somebody out in the Permian Basin. Mm-hmm. And if y'all will remember, right before COVID, the oil, that's when we went into the negative uh, on the futures right. of oil. And it was at, all at that, at that same exact time when that was happening, we were noticing out in the Permian Basin that small independent oil producers, these are just your mom and pop oil producers. Right. They could know they were having a very hard time going to a bank and getting a capital loan because they didn't have an ESG score. Huh. Um, so an ESG score is something called environmental social governance score. And this is what BlackRock is pushing. They want all of us to have an ESG score. And it, it's basically how good you are towards the environment, mm-hmm. what, how you act in the social circles you're in, uh, how you treat other people, how you're inclusive. You get these scores based on companies you work with, um, how many carbon credits you have, mm. you know, how environmentally friendly you have. Well, these mom and pop people couldn't get the money because they didn't have ESG scores. And so I started looking into BlackRock, and BlackRock, they own most of the money at the, at one time back then. It's, I don't think it's this way anymore. They're having some issues, but they had most of the pension money in all of the states across the United States was invested with BlackRock. Wow. They were like one of the largest holder. And here in Texas, when all that happened out there, uh, we started working on a bill 
and we got to, it passed in Texas that they were going to remove their pension from the BlackRock fund. Okay. Fund because they are, they are, uh, they're hurting energy producers because of the ESG score. So BlackRock is not our friend. And I have heard that about the uh, buying up the housing. I have not researched that in depth, but uh-huh. that is part of their, this UN World Economic Forum, the UN and World Economic Forum back in 2019 signed an agreement that they're working together. And so it's this buying up all this property, they, you know, they don't want, they do not like single family housing because it's not environmentally, it's not mm-hmm. sustainable. It's right. not good for the environment. Right. So, I mean, that fits right in with this whole movement mm. of what's going on. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Um, let's stick, right. let's stick with the ESG because I went to, ch- uh, close, uh, uh, and this was, by the way, I have to give my, my wife, uh, the hats off to this. We had an account at Chase Bank for a long time and my wife kept saying, Matt, you need to close that account because they're, they're not the type of business we want to be, have our money in. And it had to do originally with, um, I believe, interest-free loans that they were giving to certain people of certain religions. And then I started finding out that Chase was involved in ESG. And uh, so I went to the local bank, Teresa, and um, when uh, the fellow comes up and says, uh, how can I help you? And I went into this little office to close my account. And they said, well, why are you closing your account? And I said, because of Chase's involvement in ESG and uh, this guy's uh, and, and ESG scores. And he says, well, I, I don't even know what that is. And I said, well, your bank manager would know. And uh, he pointed to his sign and he says, I am the bank manager. And he had no idea what ESG was. I had to point him to the Chase website where it was proudly, um, uh, and uh, you know, it was right there. What uh, these ESG scores, they're going to sneak up on us. Is uh, Tell us a little bit more. And, and, and what is Texas doing to stop them? Before we go on a break here, what is Texas doing? Do we have some bills we can be looking at? I saw uh, just something came across my text today about a bill that has been filed, and I, I, it's the only one I know of that's been filed. I'm not even quite sure what it does. I'll, on the break, I'll look at my text again, and I'll see what this bill is and what exactly. I think it's something that's going to give us a little bit uh, of relief on this, mm-hmm. but I am not aware of any uh, legislation, really, that's being filed in our state. Mm. on any of this right now. Now, we did in the past, we passed that ESG one back in the last session uh, to get them to pull the pensions out. But what's going on with the ESG? But it started as, it started like all this stuff always does. It starts in the, on the government level. So they start this in the government. And then it starts filtering down to the businesses. And then it eventually will fil- is filtering down to us. Mm. And right now, and pers- on the personal level, Mm-hmm. And right now, if you go into Google and you Google e- personal ESG score, mm-hmm. you will see that they are talking about getting all of us to have an ESG score, and it's going to be done through all the credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. So you know you always get a credit score. Right. So the credit bureaus seem to be setting up to be the ones that are going to manage this, just from what I'm looking at on Google. Wow, and and this this is what I've been understanding, too. And, Teresa, frankly, this is so hard to believe. 
I mean, that's that's just so hard to believe well, that in our country, all of a sudden, instead of taking into account whether or not you have the ability to pay a loan back, do you have a job? Do you have a fi- do you have a regular income is going to come in? If I were loaning money to someone personally, Teresa, and I think you would be the same. If someone asked you for a loan, you would say, "Well." How are you going to pay it back? Are you are you capable? Does your job and and does your budget allow you to be able to pay this back? To me, that should be the only decision when it comes to a bank loaning you a money. But now they want to know what my environmental score is, what my social score is, and what my what do I believe in governance? Is this am am I getting this right? Because it's so hard to believe. Yes, and it all ties in. This all goes, it's all being uh, ran basically by, I call this the religion of climate change. Mm. So climate change is why, like the ESG scores are all based on how you're you're acting in relation to climate change. Mm -hmm. Are you being a good citizen to stop climate change? Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. No, it does. That's how you're getting these scores. It's all... So if you, you need to really understand what's going on with climate change to understand the rest of this agenda, because everything that they're doing is basically, all of it falls under the climate change banner, mm. is how they're doing this. So um, we need to take a short break, and uh, when we get back, um, I'm going to be looking for a bill, and um, I want to also talk about digital currency Again, that's another one of these things that uh, it's almost impossible to believe that maybe in the near future we won't be carrying around any kind of money whatsoever. That's another one that's really hard to believe. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. Uh, Teresa, can you stick around with us through the break? Sure. All right. Y'all stick around. We'll be right back. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Log. All right, we are back, and I do have an American girl, an American woman on the line with me. Teresa Beckmeyer um, is going to be our speaker tonight at the Fredericksburg Tea Party. I saw this presentation about a month ago. Folks, you don't want to miss this. This is extremely well done. And um, just to find out, just to see what the international community has in line for all of us and and i think one of the things and we'll talk about this here in a bit is that uh, why in the world should we worry about it we're a sovereign nation but let's talk about first i found a bill during the break did you come up with an esg bill Teresa, during the break i didn't come up with an esg bill but the bill i was taught was told about is something that's going to be uh hooked to the digital currency issue Okay. So we can talk about that in a minute. Okay, I did. I found um, uh, our Toth, uh, Mr. Toth in the House, um, filed a bill that is House Bill. How come? I, oh yeah, House Bill nine eight two, and it is a it is a it's a one page bill, which is a little bit surprising, um, but it's nice to see a one page bill that basically says 
that um, that if uh, a governmental entity and a company uh, go into contract, the company um, cannot have ESG criteria. So in order for them to have a contract with the state, um, the company cannot have uh, ESG um, ESG criteria. Now, that that sounds good. I like that, but I think it needs to go a little bit further. What kind of bill would you see? Um, how would you word a simple bill that would protect us better than this one? I am. That is, I'm not sure about that, Matt. Okay. <laughs> I this is the reason. So I want to go back up a little bit. Okay. The re, and I want the reason it is so important for us to identify what is going on right now is because first of all, this is not new. This didn't didn't just happen in 2020. Right. They've been working on this for years, but we have not had the realization that this has been a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's my belief that if we do not understand the structure of this, exactly how everything's tied together, we can't combat it. Mm. And a lot of us are really starting to learn how all this is working together. And to tell you the truth on our legislators, and it's, this is not a dig at a legislator or any anything like that, mm. it's just they don't have the all of the knowledge yet. I think just like us, they're learning about all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think some of them are starting to get some ideas about, oh, we have a problem. How do we fix it? But this, the tentacles of this thing are so interwoven all over the place. And the thing about it that is very hard to deal with, it's all do- being done like on a voluntary basis. Mm-hmm. Like there is no global entity that puts a law in place that tells these corporations to do this. That, right. There is not. I mean, we don't have that. Like you said, we're sovereign countries. But what's happening is they're agreeing to be in a partnership. They're agreeing to cooperate on all these ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you combat that? Do you understand? That is like a this is a private companies that are agreeing to cooperate with another company. They're not break, breaking a law. Mm-hmm. There, there are no laws governing what they're doing. So this it's it's sort of uh, it's it's way above my pay grade to even say how you would fix this. I mean, I think we are our Republican legislators need to really start educating themselves on the structure of this, and they need to get some lawyers in to try to help them figure out how do we protect ourselves from this. Exactly. And that's why I have been speaking on this, to try to bring awareness, because nobody's really talking about it. Yeah. It's it's one of those, Teresa, to be honest with you, it's one of those things that's so big you know we can yes. we can handle uh you know if we have an argument with the with the city uh animal shelter right if there's something going on at the city animal shelter we can all jump in and we know what to do and and you know those of us who love animals or those of, I don't I don't know we it, it's those are the little things that we can jump in this one seems so big that it's almost like I I don't even want to get into that swimming pool um let's talk about digital yeah. currency because that one I think is going to sneak up on us much quicker than we believe and part of the problem is we are already fully embracing poking that card into the gas pump yes. poking it into the grocery store we love it I know you know I have to now even before I leave on a road trip Teresa I look in my wallet and make sure I have cash <laughs> 
because it's and and I would have never had to worry about that. Our grandparents never had to worry about that. But we're so used to not using cash, I think this country is going to be suckered very easily into a digital currency. What are the downfalls of that? Because it sure is handy. Right. Well, what happens with the digital currency in the scheme of, of what we're talking about? So you have the climate, climate change, like I said, the banner. Mm-hmm. And then under it, you've got ESG, your score of how you're dealing with climate change. Mm-hmm. And then what happens next? So what are they going to do with the people that don't really like to fall in line mm-hmm. with the government? Like you and me. So, <laughs> yeah, like us. <laughs> so we don't have, we probably don't have a really good ESG score. Not that we're not trying to take care of things, right. but we're not, we're not doing what the government is telling us we need to do. Because right. some of that to me is shoddy science. Right. I don't agree with it. So how do you, how do you force people into compliance with ESG. Well, you give everybody, you, you go to digital currency, and they're doing this right now in China. This, mm-hmm. this is China, this is how they operate. You go to the grocery store, and if, that, if your code is not in line with what that government is telling you, you can't buy a gallon of milk. They mm-hmm. cut your cart off. Mm-hmm. They can that they can do that to us, and if you if we think that that's not going to happen, let me tell you, the Federal Reserve right now is running a pilot program. It's supposed to be done it this summer to see how to implement digital currency. Mm. Um, and this is in my presentation. I've got the name of it and show where they're doing it. Biden uh, did an executive order back in March last year that addressed digital currency and says when he wants uh, the government entities. So if you're getting any kind of payments from the government, it's going to go straight to digital currency. There will be no more checks, paper checks. It will all be digital. So think again what I said. They start with the government, and then it goes down. The You know, it starts going down the food chain till it actually reaches the people. So it's well underway, the implementation. They're starting it. So the um, and it's voluntarily from the credit card companies. We have already seen um, this push in the last few months to create a special code. You know, when you go in and buy food or go in and buy a, um, whatever it is you purchase on your credit card or your debit card, there is a code that goes along with that that essentially tells yeah. you, kind of gives you a broad picture of what it is you're purchasing um is it hardware is it uh, a fuel is it whatever and so the way i understand digital currency let's go back to the credit card companies there are credit card companies are now voluntarily coming up with a new tag for ammunition and firearms that had never been a tag before on a credit purchase that was either a purchase at a um let's see it would be a purchase at a hardware store or at a sporting goods store it would not say the purchase of ammo and guns is and and so now this is not the government doing this but the credit card companies are doing this would your purchase of firearms or ammo through your credit or debit card would that affect your esg score yes Yes. Also, your purchase, I mean, yes. Your purchase of cigarettes is mm. going to affect your ESG score. Think about that. Mm-hmm. 
your purchase of anything that has to do with Christianity is going to affect that. Oh. I mean, just think about it. How they can manipulate? Uh, they know every will know everything about you through your ES through this digital currency. They can track everything this way. And it's funny you bring up the credit card companies are all participating. There we go again with that participation. Yep. See, nobody's telling them to do this, but they go to Davos. They all talk about what needs to be done. Then they come home and they start implementing it through the corporations. Mm. So that's why in my in the in the videos I was watching, they speak of America, our for, the way we believe America should be ran. Mm-hmm. They are speaking about that in the past tense because they have figured out they can run our country through the corporations. Mm. Wow, folks, we are about out of time. Teresa Beckmeyer is going to be giving this presentation. Um, and, uh, folks, this is an extremely well put together presentation. It will keep you on the edge of your seat for the entirety. But if you come to the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting tonight, we'll feed you before the meeting so you'll have plenty of energy to keep yourself on the seat. Um, and uh, so, but that meeting starts tonight at 6.30. We serve dinner at 6. It's going to be at St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg. Um, we serve dinner at 6 for a suggested jo- donation of seven dollars and uh it is an outstanding meal uh we have grex williams provides an awesome catered meal for us every month um and so you need to listen folks you need to bring your friends and your family to this one tonight to uh find out to just learn more about this because we're gonna as teresa said we're gonna need to educate our representatives and our senators and so you need to be there tonight so that you can have a message for your representative here in the hill country or your senator so that you can bring them some knowledge and some wisdom is there um teresa is there anything tonight uh what would it be tonight that would just make people go what what's the what's the biggest um surprise uh that we may have tonight well i think that uh you need to come tonight so that you can find out how this is actually what organizations in Texas are starting to try to implement this on the state level mm. through participation and cooperation? Mm. I think you're going to be shocked at one especially that I talk about. It's a new one, and there's ties to the uh, Bill Gates Foundation. Wow. And these are corporations so, in Texas. Texas owned? Well, these are organizations. Mm-hmm. Organizations. They're organizations that are affecting our legislature, legislation. And they're under the guise of they're being Republican. Uh, so. Oh, man, I can't miss this one. All right, Teresa, um, anything else we need to add to this? We are very excited to see you tonight. No, just look forward to seeing everyone. All right, there you go, folks. Teresa, thank you for taking the time, and y'all drive safe, and we will see you later on this afternoon. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye now. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, tonight at uh, St. Joseph's Hall, 6 o'clock, come see Teresa Beckmeyer. Um, you're going to be, man, after I saw this presentation last month, the, the conversations that went on afterwards, the shocked uh, conversations that went on afterwards of people saying, what, can you believe that? No, I can't believe that. Um, but it is true, it's real, and you need to find out about it. So we'll see you tonight at the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting. Y'all stay tuned, 
And um, we'll be back in a minute. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for listening to the Hill Country Patriot. If you're in your truck, it's 104.3 or 102.1 on your FM dial. And I guess you can do that in your car as well. I always say truck. I'm not putting car drivers down. And Jerry Farley, I know, I don't doesn't have a truck, but uh, Jerry listens to us on the... Um, if I did it again, Jerry listens to us on... The Hill Country Patriot at 104.3, 102.1 when he's driving around in his car. So nothing against car drivers, but um, yeah, the 104.3. You can also get this um, on the interwebs. If you're not in the Hill Country, just tune in to hillcountrypatriot.com. You can listen to us live there. You can also go to thematlongshow.com, and there is a link that will take you right to Hill Country Patriot. Dot com And uh, not only that, you can pick up podcasts of this program, uh, The Matt Long Show. If you'll look wherever podcasts are available, you will find The Matt Long Show podcasts. And uh, every day when I get home, I actually record this program at home. And then I pull the weather and the news out and shorten it up a little bit and, uh, and post it up on numerous podcast sites. Um, you can listen to the Hill Country Patriot anywhere in the world. I was talking to my mom this morning. She's getting ready to leave for her annual uh, trip to Ireland. I'm um, going to be gone three months this year, leaving at the end of the month. But I can guarantee you that every afternoon at tea time, because that's about it's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Northern Ireland when the Matt Long Show is on live. And uh, so that is uh, tea time there, and that's not golf. And uh, they have uh, tea and biscuits. And no, that's not biscuits. That's cookies. Um, and uh, so that is at 3 o'clock. And uh, so she listens to it live there in Ireland with some old friends of mine sometimes sitting around. They'll text me and say, hey, Trevor's here or so-and-so's here. We're listening to the Matt Long Show. So uh, you can get it anywhere in the world, easy to listen to. And uh, just just tune us in, stay tuned, and uh, thank you very much for continuing to support uh, me, support this program, and to support the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and we the people, Liberty in Action, and the Hill Country Patriots, and all of these other groups in the Hill Country that are just going to town, Moms for Liberty. Um, speaking of Moms for Liberty... Last night, well, yesterday afternoon, was the Shack meeting in Fredericksburg, and um, it was the turnout was absolutely amazing. I thought it was kind of funny that uh, two ladies, I had talked about bringing your folding chairs, right, a lawn chair, and the idea was that if we had so many people, we might have to sit outside. Well, when I got there, uh, there was a couple of lawn chairs that were inside the room set up, and one of the ladies very proudly came up to me and said, we brought our lawn chairs, and they wondered, why did you bring your lawn chairs? And 
they told the uh, whoever it was there at the school board, the school district, they said, because we listened to Matt Long and sat down in their lawn chairs in the room. We did fill the house. I told you uh, over the last few days, I've been telling you that they have this shack meeting. The shack committee has something like, I don't know, 25 people on it. And they have it in a room that's honest to God, folks, is big enough for about 26 people. Um, but they were able to set up a, a row of chairs, two rows of chairs in the back. Those were quickly filled. They then had to move the tables up to make more room at the back. However, a number of people ended up sitting on the floor or standing or leaning up against the wall. I, I can tell you for a fact that if there had been 10 more people there, they would have had a really hard time knowing what to do. Um, and I was really hoping and praying that we would have a full enough house that they would realize that not only the shack, the school health advisory council, but also the uh, school board would realize that, you know, parents really want to get engaged and we need a room that will hold the parents that are interested in being engaged. But they're they're not uh, they're not uh, ready to uh, they're not ready to do that yesterday anymore. So the issue was uh, at Shack last night was communities and schools. Well, we thought we had gotten rid of those guys. In fact, we had. They told us they were in the newspaper the last time they came to town um, in front of the school board, and many of us who knew what CIS was up to, communities and schools was up to, went and uh, protested against that and made our voices heard. Um, on that and uh, also found out at the time that uh, the uh, SHAC, S-H-A-C, the Student Health Advisory Committee, didn't even know that CIS was going to be, uh, was had already signed a contract with the Fredericksburg Independent School District. Yes, you heard that right. The contract had been signed and we know that because we can see the whiteout on the copy that was sent to us, right? It was that amateurish. First of all, that was a program approved and signed without having gone through Shack and without having gone through the school board. Folks, that is illegal in so many different ways. And if nobody, if nobody, if Tara, if, if Tracy, if nobody had just kind of said, hmm, there's something going on here, that would have just been just swept right in. So we got rid of them. They didn't want to come back. They were very openly in the newspaper shortly after that meeting. In fact, uh, look for uh, the next newspaper to see um, to see uh, 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 the report on last night's write-up. I'm sure they'll trash us all. But in their last time the newspaper uh, interviewed them, they said they were scared. They were afraid of the parents in Fredericksburg. Um, they also said that there's no way they're going to come to a community that doesn't want them. In fact, they said, they said in the newspaper, we're not coming back. We are not going to, we're not going to offer our services to Fredericksburg. So lo and behold, what a shock that communities and schools showed up for the shack meeting. And, uh, the, we had about eight people that testified, including myself on why we did not want shack there and so when shack got to open up i'm not sure shack not shack cis communities and schools so there were three officials from communities and schools who were sitting up facing the shack 
Um, and the um, the first one to speak, she they had thirty minutes uninterrupted. And the woman, the first, the very very first thing we she said was, "Let's make this very clear: we are not, we are not going to bring our services to Fredericksburg." I, I told Harley that earlier when we were our three minutes that we are together between the shows, and he said, "Matt, that doesn't make any sense." If they were not under no conditions, they're not going to offer their services to Fredericksburg's independent school district. If they were afraid of us, why in the world did they come back to town to guess? I guess they uh, probably assuming that they were risking their lives by coming back to town because they were so afraid of us last time. Right. Um, So they risk their lives, according to them, uh, to come back and. why they said we're not gonna but they were there they were there telling us in fact last night i have to tell you i've never in my life in an hour and a half been told how ill-informed i was how uh, i had a complete lack of knowledge and a complete uh, lack of understanding um, that my opinions were based on nothing uh, real I've never had, in an hour and a half we sat there last night, every one of the concerned moms in the room and a few dads, all the concerned parents and community members were insulted for about an hour and a half. Um, and, uh, and so it, and they came back. I think the only reason they came back was to have a forum. They knew that these parents would show up, that these same ones would show up. And they wanted an opportunity just to kind of, Chew us all out. Read us the right act. Tell us how dumb we were and that there's no way they're going to offer their services to us. So it was a complete farce, the shack. They only meet four times a year. They wasted that meeting last night, um, a complete waste of a meeting with an organization that had no intention of participating with the school district, but yet they had dragged us all out there last night, yesterday afternoon, for an hour and a half, wasted that shack meeting, and uh, yeah, they don't uh, they don't meet again for like three months or something like that, folks. It, it we it's nuts. It's nuts. We need to continue to keep standing. Before and I am way out of time, but I am in Ephesians six in my new favorite verse 19 and pray on my behalf that utterances may be given to me in the opening of my mouth.